0: Welcome to the Stiano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Stiano. The only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specialising in breast and body contouring. Hello. Uh, <clears throat> a bit later than advertised, sorry about the lateness, um, we had a, a bit of a late start um, with the with the operating list, uh, because the list before was overrunning, so it was a case of having to wait for that, so um, sorry if I've uh, said that I've started at seven, it's now later than that, so sorry about that. Um, Got a few questions and I know that um I'm gonna start with Iona who is from Romania I think and um I know that I'd said that I would be uh, here talking to you at seven, so I hope you weren't there at seven. But um you can always get the um sorry, you're right (laughs) get get the catch up. Um so um Iona you want to know you've got lots of questions around polyurethane implants and ALCL. Uh ALCL is a type of cancer associated with implants, breast implants. Um, it's very rare. We don't know a great deal about it. Um, there's only a small number of patients every year. Yeah, I got... Yeah, it should be right. Um, I was enjoying that. That oh, was Stormzy, wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, I don't particularly like Stormzy, actually. I just, um, so there's only a few people every year worldwide diagnosed with it but I own know asking about polyurethane implants and ALCL um, and have any cases of ALCL being di- diagnosed with people with polyurethane implants in? and the answer is yes um, we're just doing a paper of the UK experience of ALCL which is due to be published soon um, and that Has got 17 cases and of those 17 cases, three of them have got polyurethane implants. The problem is that uh, a lot of patients, particularly patients with polyurethane implants, have already had another type of implant. So all three of those have already had silicone implants previously. So it is difficult to isolate whether there's a certain type of implant that is implicated with um, uh, the ALCL. But there are cases of people with polyurethane implants who've got ALCL, but whether it's that or the implants before or who knows. But, uh, yeah, there are some cases, but as I say, it's a very rare condition. The other things you are asking about with, the, uh, with polyurethane implants was along the lines of, um, I've got to remember now, you were asking about explanting them and are they difficult to, to remove, which they are. They are hard to remove because they integrate with the tissues and... Um, that is a fact, but I think you were saying, do you need to do a total capsulectomy when you remove them because they're integrated with the tissues? It depends when you need to remove them. If you remove them in the first few months after surgery, you can usually separate the capsule or separate the implant from the rest of the tissue, and that um, and that means that you can take the implant, in, take the implant out and the capsule hasn't really formed by then. After a few years, what happens is the polyurethane foam becomes integrated with the um, tissues around it and what you actually can do is separate the silicone implant because it's a silicone implant inside from the um, from the polyurethane shell and just take it out as, a, as the implant and relieve the polyurethane shell so you don't have to do a capsulectomy uh, you don't have to do a total capsulectomy unless you've got a capsule contracture, in which case you would obviously remove that capsule um, but you don't have to do one uh, I hope that's answered that question um, um, was there other things you asked about explanting and polyurethane yeah I think that was I think that was it about polyurethane but um, I know you haven't been to clinic Iona so by all means you can come to clinic and we'll go over all this stuff um, oh, I'd written the initial thing what I was supposed to be talking about today all the other things I was talking about uh, high BMI a lot of high BMI questions and issues this week um, uh, there's a patient who's desperate for surgery BMI of 40 um the uh, and we've got a couple of patients around BMI 30, 33 who are, who are keen for surgery um, 30 is the sort of cutoff that most people have for a BMI uh, but BMI of, of um, below 30 is thought to be sort of safe for surgery and above 30 is um, you've got a higher risk of complications so anyone with a BMI above 30 who you've got a higher risk of complications that, than one below 30. Obviously, it's a spectrum, nothing specific happens at 30. So broadly speaking, the lower BMI, the better. So if you've got a BMI just above, a little bit above 30, could still have surgery, but you'd have to accept, you'd have a slightly higher risk of uh, complications. One thing that I always say to people is, where are you happy with your weight? Because if you're you're not happy with your weight and you want to lose weight, it's always best to lose it before surgery. So if your BMI is a bit high, um, you're better off losing the weight before surgery because A, your complication rate will be less, but also you're going to get a better result. If it's something like a tummy tuck or something like that, you'll be able to take more skin away if you've lost the weight before having the tummy tuck because there'll be more skin laxity there. So um, you ideally don't want to have any significant weight fluctuations either way, up or down, um, after any sort of body contouring surgery. So you really need to get your weight down and stable. So um, I think you need to, if you can, get your weight down. The problem comes if you're BMI is a bit over 30 and you're happy with your weight and you don't want to get it down anymore, in which case you can have surgery, um, but you'd have to accept slightly higher risk of complications and you know, ideally if you don't change your weight later then it'll be fine. I think 40 is too much though, I'm sorry to say. Um, so 40 is too high, so I'm sorry about that. I think that is too high. Um, you, it's just, I, I think you'd have to question the, the safety of doing the surgery, chest infections, DVTs, PEs. Wound infections, all these things are higher at that sort of weight, so I I think you'd have to think about that. Um, That brings me on to another question we've had about a patient who has been turned down, I think, from a tummy tuck in the NHS. Uh, I think it was a tummy tuck because she smokes. Well, actually, the NHS don't do tummy tucks anymore anyway, but anyway. Um, So, but, and is asking me, and... uh, a lot of people will say about the NHS, they ration things about weight. They don't operate on people who are overweight. They don't operate on people who are smokers, and it's rationing, and it's terrible. Um, and uh, when it comes to private sector, when you're paying for it, I've got to say, even if you're paying for it, I would say you don't have a tummy tuck if you smoke. Um, it's not a question of rationing, because there isn't any rationing, because you're paying for it. So, you know, high BMI and smoking increases your risk of complications. And so it's, it's not a rationing thing. It's, uh, and, I, and I said to this patient, um, she wants a tummy tuck. And if you smoke, if you don't want a tummy tuck or a mastopexy, uh, any sort of body contouring surgery where you tighten the skin, um, arm lifts, face lift, a thigh lift all these operations are tightening the skin you're closing the wounds under tension that's how the operation works don't smoke because if you smoke the wound breaks down and if the wound breaks down it's a nightmare so you know even if you're paying for it yourself i would say to you don't have the surgery if you can't stop smoking um the other things were <laughs> oh ruptured implants yes patient's been had a, di- a ruptured implant diagnosed in the NHS. Um, that's right, she had a breast lump, like right, this. So it's tricky that because the, uh, there's different types of um, there's different types of, of rupture. There's what's called an intracapsular and an extracapsular rupture and um, the capsule is the, the scar tissue that forms around an implant. And so, an intracapsular rupture is one where the implant is ruptured inside, (laughs) and um, the capsule remains intact. And these are often what's called a silent rupture, which means that you don't know that your implant's ruptured, which might be the situation in this case, because... Uh, there was a, they, were, they were having a scan for a different reason. That's one of the reasons I don't routinely scan patients. Some people scan patients at 10 years or scan them routinely. I don't do that because you've got to question, what do you do if you've got a a, a ruptured implant, which is what's happened in this lady's case. You've got to, she's fine with... Well, I'm assuming she's fine. I haven't actually seen it yet, but I'm assuming that there's no problem with the implants otherwise because the scan was for a breast lump. Um, and... So what do you do? Now, um, once you know the implant structure, then the advice usually is to change the implant, but obviously there are risks and costs associated with changing the implant. The NHS will probably help you, but all they'll do is remove the implant. They won't replace them. Um, so if you want the implant replaced, you probably have to have that done in the private sector. Um, sometimes I have had patients who said to me, do I really need to have it changed? And the answer is, well, probably not. Because the other thing is, the scans are not 100%. They're not in that they can say that the implant's ruptured and it's not and they can say that the implant's not ruptured and it is and I've seen it both ways so no scans 100% Um, you know you've got ultrasound and MRI basically and an MRI is more sensitive than an ultrasound but they're both only I I think up in they're sort of 90% odd so they're pretty good but they're not 100% so if you do have surgery for a ruptured implant especially if it's a silent rupture i.e. you're feeling fine you look fine and you haven't got any problems with the shape etc then um, there is that sort of overhanging that you could pay to have surgery, potentially get complications from that surgery, and it could turn out that that implant was actually intact all along. So um, that's something to to think about and just be informed about. The other type of rupture is an extracapsular rupture, where the capsule and the implant ruptures. That's usually significant trauma that causes that, and you get a misshapen breast and you get problems like that. So then you probably would want to have the implant changed, and that's something a little bit easier to deal with in a way because there's an obvious problem. Um, The other uh, what's the thing? So um, ALCL ruptured implants. smoker, what else am I supposed to talk about? (laughs) Lots of thumbs up. That's good. Um, So, yeah, I I hope I haven't said to anyone that I was going to mention, talk about something today, and I haven't. Um, If I have, then I will email you the response, um, and you're welcome to email me um, any further questions, and I'll talk about them next week. Um, not sure if it's going to be 7 o'clock next week because it might be a similar situation next week. We'll have to see. I'll keep you posted. Um, but um, thanks for staying around. Lots of people up late. I hope you had a good pancake day. I hope you had some pancakes. Um, this is my rock and roll lifestyle. I've just had a tuna sandwich um, in an operating theatre whatever time of night it is. Um, so that's the, um, you know... That's the life of a plastic surgeon. So for all those budding plastic surgeons out there, that's what you can expect if you want this sort of lifestyle. Um, but no, it's okay. I'll, I'll be okay without a pancake. Don't worry about me. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm going to sign off, get home, and um, I will see you next week at a similar time to this, or seven o'clock-ish, or Baccio Five Pancake. Oh, don't say it. <laughs> That. I'm not, I wish I hadn't thumbsed that up, actually. I shouldn't have thumbsed up that up from Mrs. Fisher. That's nothing to be proud of. Actually, they're thin, aren't they? Pancakes, they're thin. So um, That's absolutely fine. Um, so, yeah, I'm signing out right now. And uh, peace be with you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your pancake day. I'm going to see you there this time or earlier next week. Bye. If you have a question not covered in today's show, then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.